Would you say you and Aang have a rocky relationship? And we're back. Did you miss us? No. You didn't miss us? I know the anticipation was killing you over this fan favorite episode that oh everyone my loves. God. <laughs> this is a good episode. I didn't hate it. Debatable. What, what, what? I guess we'll find out, but what, what about this episode <laughs> did you hate? Okay, I love Katara, and uh, I just, I hate seeing her like this. <laughs> Annoying. <laughs> it, is a, it is a bad Katara episode. It's a bad look. <laughs> That's okay. Well, hey, against all odds, we're finally recording. Yes, uh, we were going to record yesterday. Our usual recording day is Sunday so that we can like get some time to, you know, edit everything so that it's ready to post by Tuesday. Yeah. But we're recording this on Monday because... Um, because as I was writing the plot summary and pre prepping for the episode, Danielle couldn't find our cat, Toph. Yes. So I had realized that I hadn't seen her like all day and that's kind of unusual for our cats because our cats are pretty social they don't like go and hide like under the bed all day no much. yeah they, they hang out with us yeah they like to sleep out in the open yeah. and so i went and i checked like all her usual hiding spots and i was like i can't find her and i started freaking out naturally it takes about two seconds of me not being able to find our cats for me to assume the worst <laughs> oh um, she assumed the worst all right yeah, so <laughs> we were looking, we couldn't find her, we turned our whole apartment upside down, and we assumed that she had to have gotten out somehow. Yeah, because we did step out earlier in the day, like individually, we were doing our own thing in the morning. Yeah, so we, on this Sunday afternoon when we were supposed to be <laughs> recording the podcast, started going out and canvassing our whole neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> like, hand we made flyers, we were handing out flyers, we were talking to all the neighbors. I'm now established as the emotional cat lady of the neighborhood. <laughs> like, I was crying the whole time. Um, everyone felt really bad for me. <laughs> uh, we were shaking, like, treats. Uh, we set up a cat shelter outside of our uh, apartment so that she would come back. A cat hotel. <laughs> we just, like, we assumed the worst. I mean, she... You assumed... I was optimistic. Well, it was about three hours and she hadn't appeared. So, like, we definitely thought she had gotten out because there yeah. was no way... We, we were in and out of the apartment. We too. didn't think that she was in the apartment at all. Yeah, we kept coming in and out. And then finally, after literally putting up all the flyers, mm -hmm. like, all around our neighborhood, passing them out, all that stuff, we came back, we opened the door, and she, there she is, staring at us. Yep. We still don't know where she was hiding. Uh, probably in one of the closets, but I mean, we did search everywhere. Yeah, it, like we tore the closets apart. But, well, she's back. She's a slippery one. <laughs> she's uh, she's the blind bandit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so thankfully Toph is okay, everyone. Uh, so I know you were worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't be worried. She's good. Um, she just, you know, gave a, me a heart attack. So that's why we're recording a day late. That's okay. Well, we can move on to more lighter topics, I guess, like Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. But uh, I I had an idea. We were, I think last episode, we were talking about the whole Avatarverse. We mm -hmm. I have an idea. Um, you know how in like, there's there are animes where they're like really about like sports and maybe it's like a volleyball. I, I, I'm not a big anime nerd, so I don't know all of them, but there's a genre of anime. If you say so. About sports. Yeah. Anyway, what if... There was a show about pro bending, mm. like in Korra, uh, and it was like an underdog kind of story, or maybe it was like the origins of pro bending. It was just like 
uh, these benders who were like street fighting, you know, f- for fun, bending, and um, maybe they got like broken up by the police. I don't know. It, I think that would be so cool. That's cool. I feel like though every story in the Avatar universe has to kind of center around an Avatar. Does that? Ah, uh, no. I, 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 I completely disagree. I don't. I don't know about that. Because it's not. I mean, yeah. Obviously, the Avatar is a huge part of the world. I mean, bending itself. You can find so many stories within that. I mean, yeah, the Avatar part is like very content rich, and it's like a, it's a, essentially a gold mine that they have created for themselves with all these past avatars they could talk about. But I think there's, I think the world is so rich itself that they could, you know, do like a pro bending kind of story, or maybe uh, I don't know, maybe maybe something about like Toph and how she started the police force. Yeah. Well, know? I mean, Toph, that's different because Toph's a main character. I think any that's main true. character spinoff would be fine if it didn't have like an avatar centered around it. But I don't know. I mean, listen, hey. if anyone can do it, our boys can do it. <laughs> but <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'd have to see it to believe it. Oh, come on. Welcome to Rocky Relationship and Avatar The Last Airbender podcast. Ooh, my voice just squeaked. <laughs> well, who are you? I'm Danielle. And I'm Aaron. <laughs> uh, and today we're covering chapter nine, the waterbending scroll. Yeah, let's well, time to learn some waterbending. Is it though? I think so. I, I They don't have enough time. They they really got to learn waterbending ASAP. They did get better, both yeah, of them in this episode. They learned, yeah. of course. But okay. you, you just hate this episode so much. I feel like... Anyone who listens to this is going to listen, is going to think that like, I don't like Avatar because <laughs> I feel like I'm the one who dunks on the episodes more. <laughs> well, you're definitely more critical, but I don't know. You, 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 I think you insert a little of your own bias. I think, into, uh, I think chapter, or, or I think book one just kind of like. It drags. It, it drags for me. Yeah, I really, for sure. I, I like the story, like getting down to it. And um, I'm going to be much happier in book two, I think. <laughs> Yeah, book two doesn't does book two have a is lot like more a moments. banger, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think about it, like every episode probably in book two has like some sort of, you know, character plot. Yeah, kind of introducing new characters. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a lot more filler episodes in in book one, and we'll definitely get to those as we uh, trudge along. We might, but for now, let's. Uh... We might, uh, Danielle. I might suggest to do a two for next episode, Jet. And but the they Great divide. No. No, no, because they don't they don't flow together. Uh, yeah, I just don't want to talk about the Great Divide much. <laughs> We're gonna have to. Yeah, and you're gonna listen, and you're gonna like it. They're gonna skip so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well let's uh, let's get into it yeah, with this episode. Yeah, let's do it. I just want to try this one move first, and then it's all yours. Here, hold it open for me. The single water whip looks doable. What's so funny? I'm sorry, but you deserve that. You've been duped. She's only interested in teaching herself. Aang will get his turn once I figure out the water whip. Chapter 9, The Waterbending Scroll Aang is feeling anxious after his encounter with Avatar Roku and is getting worried that he will run out of time before the comic comes. He doesn't believe he will have enough time to learn waterbending, so Katara offers to teach Aang what she's learned so far. The gang then finds a nice river to practice, and Aang quickly picks up the technique, causing Katara to feel jealous of Aang's natural ability. 
Later, they head into a nearby town looking for supplies and happen upon some pirates that are selling their treasures, matey. <laughs> On the ship, Katara finds a waterbending scroll that could help her and Aang learn. And because the scroll was originally stolen by pirates, Katara decides to steal it for herself and Aang. The pirates find out and chase them out of town, which results in property damage for our beloved Cabbage Man. Oh, no. Straight up property yeah. damage. <laughs> Aang just like goes through, doesn't damage it, and then decides to, oh, you know, yeah, last minute, I, I want to fuck this shit up. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Iroh and Zuko are arguing because Iroh has decided to take a little detour to locate a white lotus tile for his game of Paisho. The nearest town they travel to just happens to be the one that the gang was just at, and they overhear the pirates talk about a, quote, little bald monk. Zuko devises a plan to recruit the pirates so they could retrieve the scroll and so Zuko could find Aang. At their hideout, Katara is practicing the water whip technique that she learned from the scroll, but she has a hard time figuring it out, and Aang learns it very quickly, which brings Katara to a breaking point, and she snaps at Aang. Katara quickly apologizes after she realizes she's being irrational, though later that night, while everyone is sleeping, Katara decides to practice a bit more. Hey, she got, she's on that grind. Yeah, she, <laughs> she can't let Aang outshine her. <laughs> while practicing, Zuko, Iroh, and the pirates ambush Katara and tie her up for questioning. Zuko tries to bribe her with Katara's mother's necklace, but it doesn't work. Finally, Aang and Sokka wake up and realize Katara is gone but then they are also ambushed by the pirates and get captured. Prime Zutara material, I'm mm. telling you. <laughs> At this point, the pirates have Aang captured and Zuko has the water scroll in his possession. During the trade, Sokka cleverly points out to the pirates that they could get a lot more money if they sold Aang to the Fire Lord rather than trading him for the water scroll, thus causing an all-out brawl between every party. As the fight breaks out, the gang manages to sneak away by hijacking the pirate ship. However, some of the pirates were also able to hijack the Fire Nation ship and take off after them. Aang and Katara were able to use the new waterbending techniques they learned to fend off the pirates, and they were eventually rescued by Appa. As they ride off, Katara apologizes to Aang and Sokka for being selfish. I also didn't Into write this. Into the sunset. Into the sunset. I also didn't write this. But Iroh did find the White Lotus tile in his sleeve, so... Of course. <laughs> what a what a classic gamer moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so funny because... Um, so this week's theme is greed. Yes. Right? Um, pretty obvious. And it, you know, shows a lot of characters being consumed by their greed and making bad choices yes, uh, surrounding selfish, it. selfish, you know, trying to get self-gain. And then things don't, always, don't really work out for every single character no. in this episode because of it. But... Things work out great for my man Iroh. <laughs> yeah, he was able to find his white lotus tile. He found he he had it all along. He didn't even lose it. It was like with Toph. Aww. Wow. Iroh Full and us. circle moment. Yeah. Our cat Toph, not, yeah, yeah. not Avatar Cop. <laughs> Where Iroh was desperate to find his white lotus tile and he scoured, scoured everywhere to look for one, to buy one. Put out missing flyers. He registered his lotus tile on the Home Again website. <laughs> <laughs> I think it it's just funny because everything worked out fine for him, even though he's <laughs> the one who put like Zuko into this whole situation and uh, hey. he got all all his new trinkets he got his a nice a fresh new monkey oh yeah that monkey is tight <laughs> we'll talk about the monkey but it it's funny i we were um i suggested to danielle to look into the monkey see if there's any significance and there actually is and it does tie into our theme so we'll talk about that later but pretty cool uh, 
we didn't say in the in, in the plot summary, but there is a monkey on that pirate ship. Yeah, that uh, transfixes Katara. Yeah, it's like a bejeweled <laughs> monkey thing, and uh, it's just so random. But apparently, yeah. it, it is a recurring. It's a nice object. little Easter egg. Yeah, in the in the show going forward, so that's that's always fun. Yeah, so we see greed in a lot of different ways, um, kind of manifest itself into this episode. Obviously, this is the first time we see pirates in the yeah. avatar world and pirates obviously are just the embodiment of greed it was done in a really cool way i might add um like the parrot like the the typical mm-hmm. parrot of like a um a pirate captain is like this parrot reptile lizard yeah, thing because you know in avatar every animal is like some weird hybrid some weird like compound animal or whatever. yeah um so just like it's like Classic pirates, but with the cool Avatar-like twist. Yeah. Done really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm all about the pirates. Hey, that could be a show idea. I love how um, Aang literally had like... (laughs) Like pir- like he made stereotypical pirate jokes to these pirates. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like our matey. <laughs> hey, trust me, Katara. These guys know, how- I know how to haggle with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you one gold or one, one copper, copper piece. piece. <laughs> I uh, think it's kind of funny that that money that they were haggling with, they, ha- they were left with two copper pieces to shop with uh, from, uh, Sokka mentioned it was all the money that uh, King Bumi gave them. Oh, right. So did they spend, I'm sure, I mean, Boomy's not poor. I am sure Boomy gave them a lot of money. Like, right. how much money have they spent already? I mean, they, they got to eat. They got to, you know, learn. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they need they, to learn how to hunt. They they have, they have like, Appa. Or how many tons yeah. is Appa? They got to feed that boy. He must eat a lot. And he's a vegetarian. He's vegan. Right. I mean, so <laughs> he probably eats a lot of, like, grass and stuff. But yeah. even then, they probably... Gotta get him something nice every now and then. He definitely eats hay because we've seen him eating hay. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so there are definitely other ways that greed uh, shows itself in this episode. Katara stealing the waterbending scroll. This is mainly a Katara episode. Yeah, this is all about her development. And it's not in the same way as the episode with Haru where it really like highlighted her strength and her right. compassion for people. It, it highlighted a lot of great qualities in Katara. That episode. That episode. And this episode, kind of like with, the ep- with you know, Aang's immaturity that we've seen in some episodes. And the Kiyoshi and, episode, yeah, yeah. And, and Sokka's immaturity that we saw in the Kiyoshi episode. Mm-hmm. Katara, we kind of see her immaturity in this episode. Yeah, she, she really lets a lot of little things get to her. Obviously... She she gets super jealous of mm-hmm. Aang and him being able to pick up waterbending really quickly. Which is weird because she was so excited when she first met Aang because he was a bender yeah. and like he could teach her, even though he wasn't a waterbender, he could right. still teach her how to bend. And that's literally what Aang is trying to do. Like he's applying his bending mastery of air yeah. to water. And of course, he's going to know a little bit more than Katara. Yeah. And she, she, you know, she was so excited to learn from him in the beginning. And now she's like, yeah, because Aang, Aang, like when he was first picking it up, he was like talking about, oh, you just got to shift through the stances. He already has like that vocabulary. Yeah. That, you know, uh, of how to just bend in general. Whereas Katara, she hasn't had any formal teaching. Any formal. Yeah. No training. I mean, her, she's just, I mean, to her credit, I think she's doing really well. Oh, yeah. She's figured out a lot on her own. Right. And so because of that, 
it, it's so weird that someone as compassionate and um, motherly and uh, mm-hmm. um, just kind as and, Katara. And is, is driving Aang's whole, like, you know, yeah, she's the mission. One, like, she's, she's the one that's always like, hey, we, let's go to the waterbending temple. Like, she understands whatever. what's at stake here. Exactly. So it is a little strange to see her in this light be negative and envious but it's understandable because it it shows us again and it reminds us that these are just kids yeah they have flaws they have like immature moments and they're Mm -hmm. gonna mess up from time to time uh even though they all end up being these powerful fighters and benders yeah they're still just kids right speaking of kids like this show is a kid show obviously and i was thinking about this as i was watching like as a kid's show, there's an extra added responsibility, I feel like, for the creators where not only do they have their own story to tell, but they also have to kind of imbue these little morality st- lessons, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, uh, put in these little uh, lessons to teach kids, you know, about... Don't steal. Yeah, like... <laughs> don't steal. Or two wrongs don't make a right. You yeah. Know? Like, because Katara stole it, or because the pirates stole it, that doesn't mean Katara should have stolen it back, you know? I will say this. For a wise spiritual monk who should be all about morality <laughs> and is all about morality, that's his main struggle throughout yeah, the last right. end of the um, series. Aang was super down. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Aang was not even that upset when like Katara. Well, he was like, oh, well, you got it already. So we might as well use it. <laughs> to, to that defense, to Aang's defense, rather, the reason why he wasn't as critical, I guess, of Katara in, in that moment. When she stole the scroll. Yeah, is because like, it's like fuck dude I, I need to learn bending like i yeah. mean how many months until uh the comet comes like right. he he's gonna take any help that he can get and hey if stealing a scroll from pirates as as morally gray as that is i think to ang's credit he just like just brush it off all right let's just you know get down to business let's learn let's learn some water bending you know yeah that's definitely understandable i think um you know i don't think there's a lot of meat in potatoes in this episode for ang's character i think he's just yeah. kind of like reacting to the situation he's trying his best he's yeah. learning water bending. he's having a great time <laughs> he gets yelled at by katara and he cries and it's really sad <laughs> that was really heartbreaking. He, he didn't cry but oh, he kind of like whimpered a little yeah, his face like you know he was really sad i mean katara like snapped at him yeah and she was really kind of cruel in that moment yeah. like you know great you're the all-knowing monk like you <laughs> bless us with your infinite wisdom ang like, like oh my god <laughs> Cry yeah. the river. yeah it was rough um i think sokka really shined as like the level-headed oh yeah leader it, it, in this episode yeah let's let's talk about that moment because that's another kind of uh moment where greed shined the pirates were uh trying to barter with zuko mm-hmm. um for the scroll and for um the for ang yeah, zuko had the scroll the pirates ended up with the gang yeah with ang well, <laughs> when we say gang it's funny in our plot summary i write it as g-a-a-n-g yeah because gang Anyway, gang. So if you ever hear us say gang when we talk about the plot summary, it just know it's spelled as gang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so when they're bartering and they're kind of negotiating who um who gets what, I guess. Yeah, because this was the deal, right? Uh so- like Zuko kind of recruited the pirates because they knew like they wanted something and mm-hmm. he wanted the avatar so they could both use each other to get what they both wanted. Yeah. And so Sokka cleverly points out, hey. You have the avatar in your possession. 
this guy's worth a lot of money if you sell him to the Fire Lord. Sokka played a big brain move. Yeah, it was a big brain move. <laughs> and the pirates didn't know they had the Avatar, so that was news to them for yeah. sure. And so they're like, uh, yeah, let's let's <laughs> take the screw the waterbending scroll. What was yeah. that like, two hundred gold or whatever? Yeah, we it was can worth. use it to buy more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, great thinking on Sokka's part. That kind of shows that Sokka is uh, he he has a lot of gumption. He's Sokka's very really smart. Yeah, he's, he's a, really street smart. Exactly right, and um, I, I I really appreciate that the show is you know. It's a fantasy show and people bend and they do ma- like magic, quote unquote, right? Yeah. Whereas Sokka, I think from a writing perspective, they had to think like, what can Sokka bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Oh, it, like why? Like what's going to make him not just be the funny like character, the right. useless like side character? Exactly. And we see that a lot when I'm thinking of like a trio, mm-hmm. uh, a famous trio. I think of like Harry Potter, right? right? And so Sokka is definitely Ron. Right. And a lot of moments, I mean, Ron has his great moments yeah, too. Yeah. But for the most part, he is the bumbling comedic, sidekick. Yeah, comedic relief, bumbling sidekick. Sokka is definitely that, for sure. Right. But he does have a lot of great moments. And we're going to find out more, obviously. But he, he does have these moments where he's ingenuity. Outshines. It's always great seeing um, the perspective of this world from like a normal person. Mm-hmm. You know, like seeing his journey throughout this, like navigating right. this crazy world and he's just a regular guy, you know. Uh, so, yeah, always love a good Sokka moment. Sokka's really shining. I think in next episode is going to be a really great Sokka episode. That is true. The Jet episode. I think they were setting up his intuition and his street smarts really well in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Because he, he was able to start that big fight. That was yeah. that let them escape. Yeah. And to Aang and Katara's credit, like, you know, obviously Katara did realize her mistakes um, when she got everyone captured <laughs> as uh, she clearly said, this is all my fault. And as <laughs> Uncle Iroh graciously agreed, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, she realized her wrongs, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But to her and Aang's credit, they they did like get them out of that situation with waterbending. Like this is the yeah. first time they work together as waterbenders. Yeah. I, I always love when uh when Aang and Katara waterbend together. It's just a connection that they have. I mean, Katara becomes, you know, it's funny, like, you know, Aang kind of outshines Katara with his natural talent in this episode, but Katara come, becomes his master. Yeah, she definitely Literally becomes Literally his better. waterbending master. Yeah, she definitely becomes better at waterbending than And Aang And, you know, it's, um, I think it's a quote by uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the what's the sexist name? Paku. Paku. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally a quote. Like you've shown that hard work and dedication is much better than just like raw natural talent. Yeah, he basically says that about Aang and Katara um, when we get to him in the Northern Water Tribe and uh, the end of the season. But yeah, I you know it's we've watching everything back to back to back um, in this first season. It's such a natural growth of waterbending for Katara. Yeah. From when we see her like struggling to waterbend that fish out of the river on the canoe. mm. And then we see her like, they create pretty much a like little mini tsunami where they can like rotate the boat in this episode. Yeah, right. Like it's really, it's really well done and And it doesn't feel forced. Right. And then all the way to book three when uh, she has that badass fight with Hama. Yeah. She bloodbends. Holy crap. Anyway, spoiler, but... (laughs) I love seeing those gift sets online of like the uh, the rain when yeah. the rain stops Oof, in that one episode. So good, the Southern Raiders. That that's one. But then just in general, where like it shows each character's like development and like when they first started. And, yeah, and Aang has his like 
uh, moment with the fire. I don't, you know. Uh, yeah. Do you think Katara? Oh, I don't want to get in. I, maybe we can talk about this more when she actually becomes a master and we can see more of her bending. But we're gonna have to get into like our top benders of each element eventually. Ooh, yeah, that'll be good. A tier list. I think looking forward, I think no question Katara is the best waterbender in this series. Cor- like airbender this, and Korra. Oh, you're talking about Korra too? Maybe. I'm going to put that out there right now. She doesn't do anything in Korra, so. Well, I'm just saying like, I don't think any of the waterbenders in Korra could top her in her prime. I'd have to do more. I, I, I'd have to rewatch because I can't really think. Because the only one, the only ones, it's like the, the this is getting <laughs> so into Korra. But what like, about uh, Amon? He's a waterbender. So Amon, yeah, because he can bloodbend during the day. He doesn't need the full moon, but there's more than That's just having. That's pretty hard. There's more than just having a special skill that you can do. That's true. You know, I think Katara is the full package. Well, she does have her special skill of healing. Yeah. Eventually. And I think her. I think her daughter. What's her daughter's name? Uh, Kaya. Is it Kaya? Uh, oh, oh, oh! Yes, yes, yes. Kaya Bumi Tenzin. Right. Yeah, so I think Kaya is amazing too. Like we see her, we see her a little bit. We see her yeah. do some she's, badass stuff. I mean, she's but she's Katara's daughter. Right. She learned everything from Katara. So right. I'm gonna put it out there right now from this little water whip she learned in this episode. Katara's the best water bender of Avatar, baby. Whoa! Just a full court shot. Yep. Blind. Not taking it back. <laughs> Never taking it back. Okay. I'm I'm putting that out there. I don't know who I really could, is in my top for the other ben, I, for the other elements yet, but Katara is water. Baby. I think I can make an argument for Yakone, Amon, or Unalak. I oh. think I can make arguments for them. All those men? Excuse me. Oh my god! I'm just. <laughs> you could just say all those villains. I, I don't know. Yeah, I. I don't know. I I think there's more than just like actually being to like fling the water across at someone. Oh, yeah, obviously. There's the spiritual connection to it. There's the about, technique behind what it. What about Hama? She discovered bloodbending. I don't fucking care. <laughs> oh my God. I don't care. Katara, 14 years old, <laughs> beat her to the ground. That old lady. You're right. You know, I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm just, I'm not taking it back. I'm going to die on this I like hill. how you said, we're going to do this later, and then now we're just fighting about well, the best Well, because at ever. this moment in this episode, when Katara learns that little water whip, that sold it for me. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm ready to put this, this chip down. I'm ready to slide it into play. Yep. Katara is the best waterbender. All right. We'll find out. I don't know yet who else is like the top of their element because that's a big debate. But right now, I know in my heart, it's Katara. Jeez. All right. I'm passionate about it. Anyways, back to shitting on Katara in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, we we pretty much covered it. Like she she was shitty, but then she redeemed herself. Yeah, she did. She (laughs) she apologized. She she understood how selfish she was being, you know, uh, being angry at Aang. Um, she really like she she kind of played it off like oh I stole this for Aang <laughs> yeah so he can learn water bending it's <laughs> so important and Zog's like bullshit it's so funny <laughs> you stole it for yourself when she uh was when when Aang was holding the water bending scroll up for her and she's like just just one more just one more move I I want to learn why is 
Aang holding it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why that... couldn't she put it on a rock or something? <laughs> it just she's that... just making Aang her like puppet, or, like her little dog while that... she like. That reminds me of like when I was a kid and I would play with uh, play video games with my little brother and we would share games <laughs> and I would like try and lie to Adam be like just one more little level I got you Adam but I'll let you play after one this more level. level I just need to clear this level <laughs> yeah. oh my god so true like she or maybe yeah. and then he walked out of the room and I would just restart it oh like, my I, god. I, I got one more level. <laughs> How's your Zutara shipping going, Aaron? My Zutara shipping? Didn't we establish earlier that you're a Zutara shipper? I am open to the idea. I We were talking about the live action uh, series for Netflix, and there's a possibility of a Zutara thing happening. See, and I said I was open to it. Listen, I think as a kid, I was all about it. <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> sign me up. Katara cutest girl on the show love her yeah i'm 11 so it's okay <laughs> in this scenario zuko hottest guy on the show again this is 11 year old danielle talking sign me up two of them together love it but now as an adult i've matured i've i've oh, grown really? and um i i i'm not a zutara shipper so what are you i mean i'm i'm katang yeah i'm i'm for the canon the canon yeah i'm always i'm always down for canon most of the time i never liked speculating but um i mean this had a this had a very <laughs> had a very steamy moment <laughs> <laughs> what did he say to her i'll protect you from the pirates <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. he like grabbed her wrists like yeah. and held her like close and I'll protect you from the butt. Oh he, my god! He tried. He tried bringing her mother's necklace. Yeah, he like put the necklace around her neck and like came up behind her. <laughs> oh my god, it was so steamy. Yeah. For what? <laughs> it's a kid's show. <laughs> like, ah. Uh. Yeah. Hey, hey! Fire and water makes steam. Yep. <laughs> no, I think. I mean, I think this is a cool set. No, listen, Zatara shipper or not. Zuko and Katara have a really cool relationship. The, the interesting thing about Katara and Zuko is they are so similar in a lot of ways, but Zuko is the one thing that Katara fucking hates. <laughs> right. She, he's the embodiment of the Fire Nation to her. Yeah. I she mean, he's been chasing, even like Sokka, whatever, obviously he's he takes a while to warm up to Zuko um, as we see throughout the seasons. But Aang was like, we see in the blue spirit in season one, mm -hmm. Aang is ready to like, you know, put aside differences with everyone. Yeah. Well, you also have to think there's 100 years of essentially hatred mm -hmm. that's been built. That Aang has not gone through. A exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Aang does not understand the historical struggle of dealing with the Fire Nation, whereas Katara and Sokka are products yeah. of this 100-year war. They are the... I don't want to say the end result, but they are, at that moment, they are the result of what had happened. And Katara's whole arc is set into motion with the tragic death of her mother by the fire right, nation. Right, exactly. Um, which Zuko's whole arc in, in the show is also set into motion with the loss of his mother. Exactly. So right. they, like, like I was saying, they have all these similarities, and I think that's what makes their budding their their budding heads relationship so interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Katara shares this 
intimacy with him that the other members don't very early on when uh they're trapped together you know mm-hmm. at uh bossing say mm-hmm. um you know so there's this these little moments that happen between them that exist outside of the the rest of the gang for now yeah. so that's why they kind of like have this more interesting relationship there's a really i i i think it was the episode before the last one um like of the series mm-hmm. when Zuko basically takes Katara on that revenge trip to um, find her mo- her mother's killer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and Southern Raiders. Yeah, best episode. That is a great episode. I guess spoiler alert. Uh, you you already know it's in the description. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that is a really really good conclusion to their relationship yeah. because it's Zuko essentially giving Katara what he will never have the opportunity to do with his own mother. Yeah, where closure. She, yeah, closure, uh, revenge, mm-hmm. you know, giving the opportunity to make amends in her own way, where Zuko doesn't really have that chance. Mm-hmm. Um, he does, I mean, we don't know if his mom is dead. We just don't know where she is, right? Yeah, listen, we're getting into a lot. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a the lot. The point is, is that, Zutara shipper or not, like this is a cool like little Zuko. They have a they have a really well written relationship. Yeah, based on trauma or Mm -hmm. shared trauma. Yes, yes. So, um, always fun to see them in like a like interacting. I think. Yeah, it's a funny way of saying that after talking about trauma. It's it's a fun way. No, sorry. (laughs) Like you know what I mean. Like it's all it's it's very interesting. It's always interesting to see them together for sure. Oh, let's talk about the monkey. The monkey. The monkey. So yeah, we we had mentioned there's this like bejeweled uh, monkey like uh, on on that pirate ship. Yeah. So on Iroh and Zuko's shopping trip, (laughs) because oh yeah, (laughs) Iroh since he was trying to find the white lotus tile, he decided to just buy everything at this market yeah so his greed led them to the pirates and uh he like katara was earlier was drawn to this monkey yeah. with bejeweled eyes and uh he bought it um and you know you're kind of like oh this is an interesting like moment to spend like a full like minute on just this monkey in this episode because yeah. <laughs> like katara notices it <laughs> she stares very very intently <laughs> at it yeah for a while and then uh you know iroh makes a big deal about it they buy it so this is this monkey is kind of like an ongoing mystery and conundrum that the fans of avatar have been trying to figure out for yeah. so long like what is the significance it 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 does show up in the background in later episodes. So um, it shows up once more in season one, and we'll point it out when it does, basically because we assume Iroh buys it. Monkey so, watch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but what's interesting is that it shows, the next time it shows up is all the way in book three, and it's mm. in the possession of the gang. Yeah. And Somehow they have it. In the specific episode, The Runaway. Which, obviously, because we haven't recapped that episode yet, so you probably don't remember, um, this is the episode where Toph kind of gets a little schemey yeah. and runs all these tricks to... All these grifts and hijinks mm-hmm, to... To just scam some... people out of their money. Yeah. Uh, and it causes a big... It's a big Katara episode. We would then say that's a very good representation of greed. Yeah. So it's it's really cool how this monkey just connects this theme throughout the whole yeah. show. <laughs> so it's the monkey. We, I mean, we're just saying it could be a representation of uh, temptation. Yeah. Temptation, greed, selfishness, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
Very interesting. Yeah. It's just another like fun little way of the writers letting you know that like they got this all planned out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was planned or not, it definitely lends itself to that sort of uh, interpretation yeah. of the monkey itself. So, oh, fun fact, Karuk. Is... Yes. Correction. <laughs> Correction. It's Karuk, not yes. Korak or I don't, know, I don't know what you said last week. Koran or something. I don't know. I'm very, listen, I'm sorry about, um, he, I don't think his name is ever mentioned in the show. Um, Not like Yang Chin and and Kiyoshi are. uh, I mean, they're in the same scene. They were, but I don't know if they mentioned, like, I don't think he mentioned his name. I'd have to look, but I I only know because I was watching video. Yeah. um, And somebody was saying it and from what they said, it sounded correct. Yeah. That makes sense. Karuk. All right. Well, sorry, Karuk. Sorry. R.I.P. <laughs> Do you have any uh, any fun facts? I don't think you have much. The monkey was the funnest thing. It is a fun fact. That's you, about it. Do you have any uh, any bending moments that were your favorite? You know, I didn't really think about it this episode because honestly, it's a lot of lame water bending. <laughs> My, oh, I have, I have a favorite bending moment. I'll say it. My moment was when they're fighting, and uh, Aang is telling Sokka. I, follow the oh, sound yeah, of my yeah, voice. Yeah. Follow the sound of my voice. And, I'm right here. Yeah, and Sokka's like, I can't see you. And, and there's like smoke everywhere, so yeah. they can't see each other. And <laughs> Aang just water, or sorry, he airbends uh, all the smoke away from him. And then all of a sudden, all the pirates are like pointing their swords at him. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, and he just puts the smoke back. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, such a good comedic moment. I I love it because it just shows airbending in a different way, uh, like showing it's used in a different way than I would originally think, like, you know, pulling air in rather than pushing out. I think that's like what I feel like a lot of that's how I imagine a lot of air bending to be pushing right. motions. Yeah, yeah. But that pulling motion, I don't know. It was, it was no. Yeah, cool it's, it was cool. And it's such a funny scene. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Um, I guess I'll give it to the water whip. <laughs> <laughs> Our boy in blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like he, it did its job. I mean, it it did. Uh, it she whipped. Did, it whipped that pirate off. She actually the ship. whipped Momo in the beginning. Yeah, right on the tushy. But she learns it. It's a staple for her. Yeah, you know. So I'll I'll give it to the water whip. <laughs> Here you go. Let's water hear whip. for the water whip. Yes, thank you, water whip. <laughs> Do you have anything you wanted to plug? Any uh, any exciting announcements? Follow our found cat Toph at uh, <laughs> Toph underscore underscore Boomy. She's home and safe. Yes, we were so worried th- for three hours. Honestly, we really were. I no, like I know we joked about it a lot, but I was really crying like the whole time. Oh and, yeah, like I know. I I was imagining the worst, and I there was no way I was gonna sleep until I, mean, I found her. <laughs> I didn't know that she was home. I I but I was optimistic. Right. Yeah. And you we kind had... of were like you were definitely like the optimist of the situation, kind of keeping me like grounded because i was just freaking out the whole time and that's why it's called rocky relationship <laughs> we also wasted all of the ink in our printer oh yeah we was freaking flyers flyers yeah, it's okay we can get oh more oh my ink. god i think it's expensive though it is tough <laughs> yeah what the heck she's the worst she she heard that we're getting that 1400 stimmy yeah she's like you can afford this ink i'm gonna go hide for a couple hours see ya <laughs> Boomy did not help. Boomy didn't help at all. She didn't. She didn't let us know. Usually, like when if Toph is like trapped somewhere in like a closet or something, Boomy will like meow outside of it and try to like yeah. lead us to her, kind of like Lassie. 
<laughs> um, but Boomy Timmy, did not do anything. <laughs> what is it, Boomy? Did Timmy fall down the well? Yeah, like <laughs> Boomy was useless and she just slept. But Top wasn't trapped. That's the, yeah, that's true. She was just hiding. So we still don't know where she went. So she's probably gonna like hide there all the time now because we don't know where it is. It's her. Uh, it's where she. Uh, her just, safe space. <laughs> she just does drugs. Just watches movies. Just oh, away from it all. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Our cat doesn't do drugs. We don't just, know that. Just to clear that up. We don't know that. Toph is crazy. She did once get into my vitamin D. <laughs> vitamin Danielle. Yeah. No, it was just vitamin D. <laughs> yeah. She got wasted. On that vitamin D. <laughs> well, uh, you already we already plugged our cat's Instagram. Let's plug in. Follow us on Instagram at Rocky Relationship. Follow us on TikTok at Rocky Relationship Pod. We will be posting more um yeah we should talk about like what we post on tiktok i feel like some people don't understand i don't i didn't understand what we would do with the tiktok at first yeah so we basically we kind of take um some funny or good moments <laughs> good quote <laughs> good if there are if we can find any moments from the show that are good <laughs> yeah, from the podcast show and we uh put it over like you know um the scene that we're talking about just yeah. so there's some visual representation uh just a way to like share little fun clips of the show yeah on so TikTok. if you follow us on tiktok go ahead like that stuff um follow yeah. us on instagram like our like our post um we did we did post last week on the instagram as an update hey we're not going to do an episode um so if you're not in the loop if you're um you know, wanting to hear the episode last week, but didn't. You were sitting on the edge of your seat yeah. wondering what happens in the waterbending scroll, and I can't wait to hear <laughs> Danielle and Aaron talk about it. And you were like, why isn't this episode up? Gotta check the Instagram. Yep, that's where we post the updates. We had our anniversary last week, so. Yeah, we were. Wanted to take a break. We didn't want to record a podcast um, that weekend. We were just kind of chilling. Yep, so, uh, yeah, so follow us on those so you can get your updates, and, uh, be be happy, be merry, be well. Thanks for listening. Next week, we're talking about the man, the myth, the legend, the dead guy, Jet. The airplane, Jet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will catch you next week. Bye. Bye.